Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Have you recently got into cycling and wondering, what should I eat while I'm out for a ride to sustain energy? Or are you a seasoned cyclist and would love to get away from all the sugary snacks that are on the market? Well, I have you covered. I've been looking for better whole food alternatives for cycling snacks to bring with me on short and long rides. I've been researching and trying different recipes, especially for the best, yummiest, and easiest snacks you can create at home. Download my first edition of Cycling Snacks today at www.askcoachsylvie.ca, tested and kid approved. Now enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling podcast. And I have a really, really special um, guest for you today. It's my good friend, Ron Van Heusen. He is in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I met Ron, I want to say like 10, six years ago uh, on a, a Facebook road cycling page called VIP and we've just been friends ever since uh and I know his wife Pam we've gone and visited them in Nashville on a a, a across the U.S. tour (laughs) a little bike trip that we took um the family and I am I saw that he was doing something really cool this summer since he's been retired he's been out doing tons of cycling and he joined the Fuller Center for Fuller, the Fuller Center for Housing. Now, what I saw him doing was he joined this 10-week bike adventure. I donated to the charity, but I'm like, Ron, you have to come on and you have to tell the listeners all about this 10-week adventure. Cause I am I'm like, what? 10 weeks? You're gonna be on your bicycle? Not really, but so this is a little bit about the charity and then we're going to bring Ron out. So he's dedicated to the legacy of uh, Millard Fuller, uh, an inspiration leader for 40 years and the founder of the Fuller Center for Housing in 2005. Millard Fuller also founded, uh, founded and then led Habitats for Humanities. So I'm familiar with Habitats being in Canada. Um, maybe that's this, this the sister company up here. So from 1976 to 2005, the Fuller Center builds and repairs homes across the country and around the world, partnering with families for an hand uh, hand up instead of hand out. So this is really awesome. Thanks, Ron, for coming on. I really appreciate you sharing this story. 
Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I like Ron. Ron's never done anything like this before, so he's nope, so perfect. cute. <laughs> so make, make it very comfortable. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Nobody can see you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I put you on YouTube, which I might. But um, so, Ron, before we get into all of that, let's hear a little bit of background, how you got into cycling and then how you found yourself uh, linking up with this um, this bike adventure and uh, the Fuller Center. Okay. Well, um, I was raised in uh, Ohio. I grew up uh, near uh, between Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. It was always, you know, in sports, you know, football, basketball, tennis. You know, I was always doing that kind of stuff and uh, ended up playing, you know, some football in, in uh, Division One AA college. So got to got to do that and survived it without getting killed, you know, or broken or any. <laughs> and um so anyway, so after, you know, after college, you know, I, you know, got married, Pam and I got married like 21, 22 years old and, you know, started the family and started doing all that. So I really wasn't doing much up through my 20, you know, through the rest of my twenties. And we were living in Baltimore and Pam was working for a, a, a company and the owner's son was on the junior Olympic team and he worked at a bike shop. And so... Mm -hmm. They were talking about, well, what are you going to get Ron for Christmas this year? And the, so the, her boss said, well, why don't you get him a bike? So she did. So <laughs> she got, so she bought me a, a nice uh, Schwinn Crosscut um, hybrid bike. And uh, so that was the start. And that was about 31, I guess, or right around 31 or so when, when I started riding. So I just, you know, I mean, I rode bikes as a kid. So all I remembered is get on the bike and go ride. And so I just take off and go and, you know, I, I never liked to run. So biking was fun. I could just get out in the country. <laughs> you know. And I, we lived Who all, likes to run, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's all. So, Cycling is uh, the only way. Yeah. In Baltimore, um, there's a lot of, I didn't realize, but it's a very big horse uh, country. A lot of horses, in fact, more horse farms there than in Kentucky. But uh, there's so this beautiful, you know, farm country or horse farm country, you know, kind of rolling hills and stuff. And so I just would go out and ride and ride and ride and, right. and got hooked. I just got hooked on it and pretty much did that all the way up until about, well, I guess for about the next 30 years, I just rode by myself. And then about seven, eight years ago, I ended up working at a place and uh, my boss was quite the avid cyclist. I think he had about 15 bikes himself. And, uh, <laughs> and he did a lot of rides and extended rides. And so I started getting together with him and about six to 12 guys, just kind of an informal group. And so they're all on road bikes and I'm on my hybrid and I'm looking over <laughs> kicking butt, no doubt. And Who's the uh, guy. <laughs> I kept up with them. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then I said, huh, well, I kind of like this group writing. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's fun. It's different. And uh, learned about pace lines. So I, that was kind of fun, too, instead of fighting it all by myself. So that's kind of mm -hmm. really. You know, so then I started getting in the road, really, you know, then I went and bought me a, went and bought a, a nice uh, specialized Roubaix. So that's what I ride. 
And uh, so I started writing with the group and still writing a lot by myself. So that's kind of, you know, take, bring me up to, you know, to writing, you know, with um, bike riding. And uh, so again, I enjoy the bike rides. I enjoy the group rides, but I, I still really enjoy this, you know, just the solitary, you know, riding by myself and, uh, you know, challenging yourself to different, you know, different things that are out there. Um, as far as when I first thought about riding across a local cycling club here, just, you know, close to my house that I, I ride with and about, it was probably about seven years, seven years ago, I was on a ride with them and they were talking about one of their older gentlemen. <laughs> Cause that wasn't uh, you, was it? <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he he had just finished, I think the year before they were talking about, he had just finished riding cross country. And I, that, oh, that, wow. that blew my mind. I couldn't, I mean, I'd, I'd been on some hundred mile rides and I'd done a couple consecutive hundred mile rides. But, you know, when I heard him that he actually rode cross country and he was, he was probably in his mid sixties, I think at the time, mid to late sixties. And, uh, I, they just, that just piqued my interest and I just stuck it in my brain that I, I'm going to do that. I'm, you know, I'm going to do I retire. So I started looking and um, I retired two years ago mm-hmm. looking into all these different options. I didn't know what program he went on. I don't know how he did it at that time. I didn't know. So I just started looking all these websites, all these different ways to ride and of course there's a lot of for-profit tour groups that mm-hmm. will you know you can sign up and you know you stay in a hotel every night and they t- you know it's fully supported and and you know but when i started looking at the cost of those items they were were 12 to twenty thousand dollars you know to take, take a you know cross-country ride right and then one day on a kind of like I met you on the VIP site, I saw where somebody had said they just finished riding and they dipped their tires into the Atlantic Ocean because they had just finished the ride. And it said it was with the Fuller Center Bike Adventure. Oh. So I said, okay. oh, that's interesting. I wonder what this is. And just to back up a bit, after the cost that I was seeing for the other bike rides, of course, then to the chagrin of my wife Pam. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> started looking. I started looking into. Well, wait a minute. There's. I'm reading all these stories about these people that are doing solo cross country rides. Just oh yeah. Elves not supported, and so, no experience. Like yeah. literally, get on the bike you own, and it's yep. just like wow. Yep. Um, and yeah. you're from experience to very inexperienced riders. And I said, well, shoot, if they can do it. Uh, <laughs> I, so Guess my what? Wife, <laughs> my wife sanity on that. <laughs> so that was, uh, listen to the voice of reason. So anyway, so I, this gentleman said he had done it with the Fuller Center for, you know, bike adventure. So then I started looking, well, what is, you know, what is this organization? So then, as you said in your, you know, in your um, prelude there, found out that it's a, it's a, um, a Christian charity, you know, uh, housing charity. 
and they build houses, repair houses for, you know, for people that, you know, just can't really afford to, to fix up their homes or to build homes. And so the more I read into it, the more, you know, I, I looked into it. it. It's a it's a fantastic charity. The gentleman that started at Miller Fuller, as you said before, he's the gentleman that he and his wife, uh, Linda, they're the ones that started Habitat for Humanity. Wow. And yeah, you know, everyone knows Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. And they started 76 mm-hmm. and then, you know, it was really, you know, growing. And then, of course, back in the early mid 80s, I think Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter at that time, he and his wife, because they were all from Georgia, because they're the um, headquarter for Fuller Center for Housing is in Georgia. So okay. Jimmy Carter being from Georgia, I think he took to it. And, uh, and then it became, you know, it became instantly, you know, famous, you know, the, right. the project did and started getting, you know, all kinds of support mm-hmm. and all kinds of uh, people getting involved with it. And it grew and it grew and it grew, you know, and it was international. It was everywhere, but somewhere, I think it was around 2005 that uh, the, he and um, Millard Fuller, he and the, International Board of Directors had a parting of the ways. They were looking big business, and he still was focused on his original mission was mm-hmm. you know, you know, housing. So anyway, so they had a parting of the ways, and then he started Fuller Center for Housing, which mm-hmm. he started the same blueprint that he did for Habitat, and. Uh, so did he leave Habitats because it's still here in Canada? Yeah, it's still Habitat for Humanity is still fully functioning. It's still, yeah. you know, operating all here and in and across the country and across the world. So yeah, I I know friends who've gone on international housing projects with um, habitats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still operating. You know, it's still fully functioning. Uh, but he just, you know, his. I guess his mission and his original thoughts were kind of getting a little different from the big business, you know, mm-hmm. that that really was kind of evolving into. So he wanted to do his original roots of his mission. And um, so anyway, so he started Fuller Center for Housing. I think they're in 20 countries now and, and over 70 communities, different communities. Um Ooh. The biggest difference that I could see between the two of them now is that, of course, Habitat's been around you know longer. They're more uh, seem to be more urban uh, here in you know in the states and such. They're more in the big cities and you know places like that. And mm-hmm. what the Fuller's doing is more focusing on the smaller communities, smaller towns. Uh, they also mm-hmm. when uh, the could big Katrina uh, hurricane down in down in the Floridas and all that. You know, they did a lot of uh, rebuilding uh, for mm-hmm. people that couldn't afford to rebuild their homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's kind of what's amazing about it is that people that get their houses repaired or built, they have to obviously put sweat into the house, work on them, mm-hmm. do things. But the money that uh, when they sell the house to the people, uh, they make no, there's no profit. They make no profit on it. And they don't charge any interest. So oh, okay. the cost is what they sell the house for. 
So it's, you know, you don't have to pay any interest on it. So anyway, it's, it was a great organization. I mean, the more, you know, I knew about Habitat, kind of like you said, I knew about Habitat. Yeah. But then as I dug into the Fuller, so it, uh, the, the fee for, for me riding, you know, to do this instead of the 10 to $20,000. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, let's a little, get to little, put a little sweat equity in it, which is kind of cool. Right. Of, instead of having to pay somebody for profit on this, uh, hmm. we pay we pay a um, a basic um, amount that you know covers you know covers our registration covers our you know basic things. But the money that we the money that we um, all the money that is donated to it goes to the to, goes to the charity. So the the charity run you're doing. Yeah. Is that to cover your expenses or does it go straight to the charity? It goes straight that... to the Okay. Right. Because, and this takes a lot of planning. Mm. Every, every night we, we, after we ride during the day, every night we stay at a church or a community center that's donated for our evening to stay. We sleep on cots with air mattresses. So we're not staying in our hotel. <laughs> You're not on hard cement floors. That's good. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then they feed us dinner and they feed us breakfast. Mm. And so that's at no cost to the, you know, to the, to the uh, center, to the charity and, and to that. And then we, we, the riders, we take care of our own lunch. Mm-hmm. And of course the, the team takes care of our, you know, our rest stops, you know, to refuel for water and snacks, that kind of stuff during the day. So mm-hmm. there is really minimal cost, you know, that of any of the money that would be donated. So, and, and that was a great thing too, that, that, uh, you know, we're not, again, we're not staying in nice hotels and we're not mm-hmm. doing all those. That, that's not where the donated money is going to. Yeah. Five star. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like when you stayed at my place, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> so anyway, so that's pretty much, you know, the kind of about the charity and, uh, and what's amazing about this ride too, is that along with riding the 10 weeks, which is starts here, uh, May 21st, a few more Ooh. weeks we'll be, uh, taking off and pushing, you know, dipping our wheels in the Pacific ocean and Ooh. then, then, uh, taking off, um, along the way. And Just we get- a second. The Pacific sure. ocean. Yeah. You have to get over to California. We're leaving from Oregon, uh, west of Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so do you have to start driving out there? No, we're fl- we're flying out. Okay, but you said Pam is following you. Pam is going along and uh, will be a support person. She's going to be riding, and we have a, a van pulling the trailer, and then uh-huh. I think with our oh okay, so she's driving one of the support vehicles. Right, she'll be yeah. Oh, help- okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We initially we were going the ride a couple years ago was going to be starting in Florida and and going all the way to Oregon, and she was actually um, our own personal car, and <laughs> then she and I were going to drive back and you know sightsee and do vacations mm-hmm. out out west. But uh, this year because it's starting in Oregon, yeah, yeah. that's a little different. So but <laughs> yes, she'll be she'll be going along with me and. And, uh, you know, help set up the rest stops and help with, you know, the things in the evening and, and, uh, and all the, all the riders will, you know, we're all being broken into short, 
you know, so every every you know who's unloading the van who's loading the van who's you know running to you know that kind of stuff so uh but her and i think there's five i think five people are actually are actually going to be in the support team to to help us out so okay. that's the thing and, and how many cyclists are in this group uh like yourself that are the riders slash workers right. 30 i think there's 32 of us oh wow that's a big group us. right uh we'll only be starting with about uh 20 about 22 or so because out of the 32 13 of us are going the whole way oh i see so so a couple of people are like going to be stopping along the way like basically right so maybe maybe like 10 are going to start out with us and they're going to go and uh, to uh, michigan and then that's they're stopping and then there's a bunch of people that are going to be picking us up uh in michigan and then going on to oregon so they're probably you know they're excuse me to uh, maine so you know if you live you know if you live in the east and you don't want to go all the way to oregon to come across you can just make a shorter trip and and on any on these rides you can ride you can sign up and ride for a, a week or a two week you can you know you don't have to sign up for the whole you know the, the whole 10 weeks okay that's good that's good to know <laughs> but it's also very cool i didn't realize it started that i guess when you're saying cross country you've got to be starting at one end or the other so how does it work with your schedule for riding and then stopping to work um they're, they're it's set up to average 75 miles a day okay okay 70 miles for everybody in kilometers is roughly 150 50 70 oh. miles is it no maybe 125 about 125 kilometers right okay so 125k a day okay so that's a good five six hours right so we get up and leave it you know have leave at like seven in the morning and uh, and then ride for the day get to the place we're going to stay and um and then we're off every sunday so every sunday we were off and then during the course of the of the trip seven different days we will stop instead of riding we'll do a house build or re house repair so it's it breaks into uh you know i mean we not we won't stop every week out of 10 weeks but you know we'll stop it seven different times so we'll stop and work for that day okay so you just work for one day right. not like a couple of days like you stay there for like three days and do like right yeah we're just yeah we get in at night and then the next day we're up and we're doing whatever they need to help you know uh, okay we so, could be a could be new construction or could just you know a repair that we're doing okay okay, okay. So, so then it could be anything that they that you know like at the time they have some they need like a bunch of people working on it right right so yeah they've yeah, got a okay all the different churches and community centers where we're going to be staying all the projects you know that are existing projects that are currently being worked on right and work it out so we're okay we'll stop like when we come i know when we come through ohio after we come down through michigan across ohio 
we'll be doing a house build just on the south side of Chicago, or excuse me, Chicago, Cleveland. Right. And, okay. I know where that is. Right. And then, <laughs> then we ride one day over into Pennsylvania and then we do another, another house build. So oh, okay. It could be just a few days, one or two days apart, or they could be, you know, a week apart, just depending on, you know, where they're mm. getting scheduled for it. And uh, okay. so, yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's all done for, you know, for the housing and, but yeah, it'll be, I mean, like the first, I think the first two or three days, you know, we're riding 30 miles, 40 miles, you know, just to, to kind of get warmed get, up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how do you, who unloads the camper who, or the trailer loading the camper, you know, setting up beds, all, you know, all the, all the normal things. So we start out kind of, but there's a lot of days that uh, on the schedule that, you know, are a hundred mile. I mean, I, I've looked at it and I know there's several times, two, three, it'll be like three days where it's, you know, three days straight of a hundred miles a day, uh, multi, you know, different times during the trip. So it's, it, it'll, you know, it'll be interesting to ride that many miles yeah. back to back. Yeah, really now. Okay. So let's go back to when do you need to register for something like this? Like, do they take it? Like, is there registration open for a certain amount of time? Because then you can't just have somebody joining straight away, I guess. How does that well, work, Ron? Pretty they don't really close it off it's more about the number of riders because they okay. have to try to keep it to a manageable mm -hmm. you know manageable size for the support team you know for the people that are um, you know putting us up every night that sort mm -hmm. of thing so uh you know if there's room i mean you could you could actually say hey, i want to do it like today i mean you could say i want to do it as long as you know there's room you know there's room in the in the uh, you know in the ride so. Okay, so I guess there's only a certain amount of people that they will uh, take in for like, yeah. I guess maybe. So at each one of these locations where you do you have builds, do you have other people joining you that are not on the ride to help or? Yeah. People okay. that, people that, that uh, work in that community that, you know, are volunteers for the Fuller Center for Housing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, along with whoever is the the you know the homeowner or the homeowner you know that's gonna they'll you know be there working on it so yeah it'll be local volunteers also that'll that'll be there we won't be the you know we won't be the only ones right so, so does for the fuller center i guess there's locations across the, the united states now um do those correlate to where your stops are or can these um, stops be more random just because say like a homeowner put their name in to be part of this? No, you it's typ typically tied into uh, where they are, you know, area that's somebody, someone, you know, there's a center close by or in that state or, you know, that they're working, working with. Okay. What's interesting, of course, this is the 10 week, you know, full cross country ride. Yeah. They have uh, other shorter rides also during the year. Okay. Uh, they have one that starts from Northern Florida and goes all the way to Key West. They just finished oh, one uh -huh. that was two weeks long uh, down along the Gulf Coast. Oh. And I, 
I think within the next week or two, they have one that's uh, being based on the uh, the Underground Railroad. You know, from the when the Civil War with the slaves moving north, right. they it starts down in uh, Louisiana and ends in Cleveland, and so it trace retraces the uh, Underground Railroad. So there's other multiple rides that they have that they have if you can you know that you want to try different ones and i know uh before the before covid hit they had one if you were you know if you lived out in the western part of uh, the united states you could start up um, uh, pretty much up at the canadian border right all the way to san diego so you know they'll mix up different you know they'll mix up different locations different parts of the country to you know, to try to engage more people. You, know, you don't want to have to travel all the way across the country and ride someplace, you know, more local to your area. So, they, you know, they make it pretty, you know, pretty easy to try to find a way to, to get together. That is really cool. Yeah. Like, so there could be multiple, like, rides or, or gr- like, tours going on at the same time across the country. Mm-hmm. Right. When we're doing the 10-week cross-country, the Underground Railroad ride will be going on, too. And that is the same thing. Like, it's a charity ride, and they also stop and do housing projects. Like, all these tours have the same concept, just different locations. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That is so cool, Ron. Wow. Like, wow. Okay. So, let's go back to getting involved and how much it costs you and what you have to do to be part of this. So all my listeners, like all you guys listen to this. If you want to get into something like this and not pay the big, like you said, not pay the big bucks, but, but do something super cool. And, and within the, the history of the United States, but also helping like, this is really phenomenal. So tell me how, um, you registered and the things you had to do to get, um, I guess, because part of it is fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously training, we'll talk about that after training is training, but like, how does one, like, what were the steps that you had to take to get enrolled? Like I well, started. You, yeah, obviously. I mean, you can go to uh, fuller center bike adventure, you know, dot com. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can go there and you can read all about the sort of things that you know you and I have just been talking about. Yeah. If you want to register, you you know you just you can just register right there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I should have remembered exactly, but it was That's okay. But you can pick which one you want. Like I right. guess there's like a list of okay. They show that all the different rides. You can sign up for the whole ride. You can sign up for a portion of the rides. You know, and it's kind of a sliding scale. I think for the cross country ride, my registration was maybe three hundred dollars. Was about it. Okay, but that you was, had to ch- you had to fundraise for a certain amount. They obviously they the the encouragement is for you to fundraise. Right. Yeah. It's not an absolute stipulation. They, okay. So you can just register and ride. Now, of course, they then they give you a, a recommended amount that, for you to fundraise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you and they do support you with a lot of um, support things, you know, on how to fundraise and how to get right. your 
message out and how to do all that. Okay. And you, you can say, all right, I want to fundraise this, you know, this amount of money. Okay. And I think for my ride, for my ride, it was like 4,900 was the recommended amount. So you mm-hmm. can say, that's my goal. Okay. And mm-hmm. so you just, you know, you say, all right, that's what I'm going to try to, to do. But you also have as if I don't reach my goal, I'll make up the difference. So you have that option. That, <laughs> so, or that, you could just cut the check. That's right. what yeah, no, you right. can. You, well, they yeah. give you however, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Some people just, you know, they might not be able to really, you know, uh, you know, do a lot. So they just, you know, if they can fundraise, whatever they can fundraise, great. If they want to make the mm-hmm. commitment that, hey, I'm going to shoot for this goal. And if I don't hit it, I'll make up the difference. So, well, 10 weeks across the United States for $5,000 isn't that bad. No. <laughs> it's pretty, no. pretty reasonable <laughs> Holy no, <you're>... compared. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you can look at it like that and say, well, okay, that's that's pretty reasonable. You know, if I had to pay pay that whole amount, then fine. You know, and it's amazing. The there's I've come across. There's a lot of these people that I've come across that are signed up for the rides. I mean, you know, they've been doing them. You know, eight, nine, tenth. This is like their ninth or tenth ride they've been doing. And uh, yeah, uh, I I have to thank you know, of course, from the my friends and family that have donated. I'm actually for the group that I'm riding with. I'm actually in second place for the amount of money raised. Ooh. Donate so, to Ron. <laughs> that's great. Gentleman, number one, I don't, I don't think I can catch him. <laughs> oh, really? A little he's, bit, he's been little multiple, bit there. He's been on multiple rides and, and I think, I think to date, well, I've, to date, I think people have donated for the ride about right around $8,000 for me. So that's, oh, wow. Been, that's awesome. Been fantastic. But the gentleman that's in first place, has had $60,000. <laughs> yeah, his database is a bit bigger than yours. So yeah. <laughs> because those contact lists are a little higher. Hey, you're yep. <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, he's obviously dedicated because he's like you says, yep. year number, whatever. But wow, I, I just love that. Okay, so do they help you with the training? Let's get just a training session. Cause like, if you're going to do one of these and you've got shorter to longer distance, I mean, <laughs> their shorter rides are short for a short amount of time. And it's like, boom, let's right. go 180 K. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, uh, yeah, they, they have uh, a lot of different uh, tools in the, in the website form that as far as what to pack and how, you know, you're only allowed, oh. to, only allowed uh-huh. to take a size, bag and and uh, only allowed to take you know so much material whatever can fit in that bag that's all you get to take along with your bike oh, okay got it <laughs> here's a duffel bag that's it <laughs> yeah. and then they have they have uh, uh different training uh training programs for are you um are you more of a beginner cyclist are you an intermediate cyclist are you more advanced cyclist you know how many miles to ride each day do you ride uh, an easy pace? Do you, you know, like a recovery ride easy? Do you ride <laughs> normal pace? Do you ride a little bit 
you know, faster than normal pace that, that you're supposed to ride, you know, when your rest days are. So yeah, they've got it all ma uh, mapped out on a matrix for you. And uh, that's, you know, that, that's, that's very helpful to take up to see where you stand and to kind of trace yourself. And, and, you know, for, I know for me, for someone that's, you know, kind of like yourself that rides a lot, yeah. you know, when I look at the program, even for someone that's supposed to be more advanced, you know, it's hard for me to just go out to do 25 miles now. It's. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of moving into the endurance type long distance stuff. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> it just did. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the training program, you know, it's, it spells it out for you. And you're the, they're only talking about as long as you can average about, you know, a 15 mile an hour uh, pace. So mm -hmm. there'll be people obviously that depend on the days that are, you know, that are much faster riders. And, and that's, that's just, they, the only thing they say there is if, if you want to ride fast that day, you can ride fast, but you know, you may get to the, you may get to the rest stop area before the, the, the support vehicle gets there. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't, don't want to be waiting around. Do, do, do. So you, then you'd have to wait for the support, you know, vehicle to be there to refill you. And, and the support vehicle stays until the, you know, the last person comes and then they, you know, follow up and move it forward. So it'll be, you know, it'll be a different because, you know, like many days, there's days when like you go out to ride and the first few minutes you're like, Oh, I don't even think I can ride five miles. And, and then you end up riding and other days you get up and you, you feel like you could, you know, you could with no trouble. Conquer so. the world. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll, oh yeah. You know. I'm sure you're going to have days like that. Cause guess what guys, we are going to have Ron back on the podcast after he's finished his 10 weeks. And I guess after he's spent some time recovering on the beaches, yeah. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but so yeah, I think my bottom will uh, be in a, uh, a beach oh, chair. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm sure some people are wondering, is there like a sweep vehicle that like, say you get to the rest stop and you're just like, I just don't want to go the rest of the distance. Can you jump in at that point and just finish your day in, <laughs> yeah. in the sag wagon, I guess you'd say? Van the van uh, holds like fifteen people or yeah, something. Oh, okay. And and they have the trailer there. So yeah, if you know somebody gets hurt or you know pulls mm -hmm. a hamstring, gets a bad cramp or you know whatever, that yeah. yeah, you know, they can you know, they can load it up and, and ride along, you know, ride along with them or or if they get up that day and just really don't think they can ride that day if they feel too tired, yeah. So it's well, that's good to know because I, yeah, because I'm sure some people like, or even yourself, like you'd be like, oh my God, all these, these long days in a row, maybe one of them, you're just like, just too tired, just too tired. I went too hard on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm tired. Yeah. Wore myself up over the, uh, the Rocky mountains, you know? Yeah, that's right. I, uh, when I, I want to be in the sag wagon for the, or the way the, the van for this part, you're like, sorry, it's full. <laughs> you got to ride. <laughs> well, I absolutely love this. And I hope as a listener that maybe if you're one of those people who has been going on those bicycle tours, maybe you take 
take a look at something like this that Ron is doing. Like, like he, like Ron said, there are multiple different distances in different parts of the country. That is so cool. I, um, I just, uh, signed, I'm signing up for a charity ride. I have to fundraise as well. And I've never done this. I feel so uncomfortable about reaching out, <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I don't have to raise as much as you. But uh, but still, and it's it's actually a prerequisite to get into the event. You know, like you need to, in order to participate, you have to raise twenty five hundred dollars, or pay it, or pay the balance. And I'm like, I don't want to pay. <laughs> so it's like, how can I do this for free, right? Like uh, instead of like out of pocket. And it's always like, if you want to do the work you can get the free ticket. So um, I think that's such a great option. Um, I might just look at one of those because I like the, the fact that you're sitting and you're going and you're helping, you're seeing the countryside and then you're stopping and you're doing like um, a project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to hear about your projects as to what they oh, have you doing. One of, the, one of the things too is uh, again, two years ago when I retired, and I was going to do the ride. It was going to start in uh, Northern Florida and then go out to the West. Uh, so, and, but this year we're starting out in Oregon and finishing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they, they change up the routes, you know, the cross country routes, they, they change them up from time to time. Yeah. Uh, of course, like I said, they just added the underground railroad ride this year. They weren't doing that before. So, oh. you know, they, they try to, keep some some of them standard and some of them you know they keep trying to change the routes and get different parts of the country so you just have to check the, the site to see what they're doing yeah so oh this here's a question for you how did they decide to make it a bike tour like that, get cyclists involved that i'm not for sure i never could really read anything uh. that that said what was the impetus you know for for yeah. the bike that he was a bike rider or that somebody, you know, you might, not, you might just have to dig into, uh, dig, figure that out on, on your 10 weeks. Obviously we have several of the fuller center, um, staff will be on the yeah. ride. So I'll, I'll have to dig into that and, and say, you know, what, what was the, uh, who was, who's the one that got the start about the bicycling, you know, yeah. but it, I don't know. It could have been just like, a, just like you're talking about, there's a lot of charity all the time oops oh. <laughs> uh, where'd you go somebody's trying to call me hang on a second oh <laughs> okay <laughs> i was like what so somebody, yeah somebody call me so sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> all right yeah but it's been, uh, yeah, so looking forward to it there. And then the, uh, like I said, like the training, you know, was they, they map it out for you pretty well. And, mm -hmm. and you know, my, my son ended up buying me a Peloton-ish, like, bike. Oh, really? Instead of a trainer and sitting on Swift, you're on Peloton? Yeah, it's, well, it's not Peloton, but it's a Beachbody version. Oh, of okay. Yeah. So uh, he, but you know, he wanted to buy me golf clubs a couple of years ago when I retired, and I said, "Well, I don't have time for golf. I'm biking." All 
golf. <laughs> so I, so anyway, so after two years of me putting him off, he said, this is what I'm getting you. So be quiet. And <laughs> You're like, that's better. <laughs> so how did I mean, you I, like that? It's, it's been sitting on the trainer or, yeah. or the, the bike. Bike. Oh, it's good. I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I've taken and, and still take spin classes, you know, that, right. that's a good, good training thing. And so mm -hmm. it was not to have to, not that the, you know, the gym was only like five miles from me, but still, you know, I could just go up and, you know, mm -hmm. do outs whenever I, I wanted to do them. So, uh, you know, and it was, Pam can use it too. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. worry about swapping out bikes or anything and mm, yeah. jump yeah, on, had, do some weights and she had foot or excuse me, she had a knee replacement here. This, so that's oh. still getting that over with. So, but she's coming along with that. But uh, yeah, so I used that trainer and I did spin classes and like you said, the uh, the training and then uh, you know and, and you and I talked about too. Don't forget the strength training. <laughs> oh yes, don't forget the strength training. You need that upper body muscle so that you can fight off fatigue and and things like that and. And the, um, I, think <laughs> I talked about it once the, uh, it's called maximum overload for cyclists. Um, oh. the, the gentleman, um, oh, shoot, I don't have it in front of me, but it's maximum overload for cyclists. And the workout is, is primarily lower body, but that's obviously some upper body to right. it. But his premise is not a lot of reps. Really. It's really going very yeah. heavy. Mm -hmm. low and uh i it, normally i don't that's not the way i normally work out yeah but uh it, it was good it's good i could really i could really see the difference happen really quick yeah especially, especially when i'm climbing hills mm -hmm. yeah i'm kind of in that mindset too um more like higher intensity stuff uh i don't even count the reps i use a timer um and uh but yeah, I've seen a big difference as well, especially this year. I mean, I've been working regular, working out regularly for two years, but just this, this past year, well, last year and this year, I've seen a big difference and a big shift. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, and especially getting older. Here's something. So I interviewed Joe Friel. I don't know if you've ever picked up his book, Fast After 50, when you turn 50. <laughs> Did you? No. Anyways, uh, I interviewed him well, about his book. Fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, I'm 50 now. I guess maybe I should be reading this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so we've um, interviewed him uh, for a three-part series on his book because I listened to it a couple of times and I'm like, whoa, true. Yeah, I feel like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stopping, stopping the low, low, uh, long, slow distance, doing more intense work, keeping the muscles activating. It's, yeah, it was quite interesting. But all right, this has been amazing. So, Ron, you said the place to that our listeners can go to is the Fuller Center Bike Adventure. Oh, Fuller Center Bike Adventure dot com. So just that, right. and right. um. So we'll put that link in the show notes for everybody to go check out. And honestly, guys, if you participated, I'd love to know. 
Um, and like I, I mentioned, we're going to bring Ron back. I wanted to get him on here before he left. <laughs> See him all nice and fresh. And then <laughs> hopefully it won't be too long after he finishes that we interview him again. And for the full, the full story of his bike adventure across the United States. And sure. I am completely intrigued. So I might have to get you on here before you sit on the beach and well, I'll, I'll do one, like, I'll do one last plug for the fundraising is okay. Go, oh yeah. If they go to that website, you know, mm -hmm. Fuller center bike adventure. And uh, it just goes in there and you say, you can say, find, find the rider. And if you want to donate and you can just put my name in and it'll take you to my, my fundraising site or page. Oh, that's Ron Van Hoos, V-A-N-S-V-A-N-V-A-N-H-O-O-S-E. So right. Ron. Um, right. So I guess you can, people can continue to donate mm -hmm. through like until you're finished. Yep. 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 All um, right. So I imagine you will be on social media sharing your ride. My Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> donate. Keep donating. I need to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Floor has it. Well, great. I'm I'm glad to glad to talk with you and hopefully get some people interested. Yeah, this is super interesting. John hi. says hi. I'm talking hi, John. to Ron. <laughs> oh, he's going next door. So yeah. So thanks a lot, everybody. Hmm. But after this trip's all done and next, maybe next year, Pam and I'll make a trip up to Canada to visit you guys. You should. Well, <laughs> we got lots of place for you to stay, but you right. have your trailer. So you could just, we'll put you out in front, right in front of the, by, the river. Put, put us out by the chickens. Oh, that's it. Yeah, no, we'll get you near the, the scenic river side. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Ron. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And like I said, Ron is still taking uh, donations. So you go to the show notes. Um, or like you said, he can go, you can go find him on fullercenterbikeadventure.com and look for Ron. Um, and also, make sure to follow him on social media. We'll add those links as well. Um, and so that you're following his adventure. You start when? You said May 21st. May 21st is our first day riding. And we okay. will be July 31st. July. Okay. May 31st, May 21st to July 31st. Correct. Whoa. Nice hot of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. All right. And don't forget if you are you don't want to miss this episode or any other episode, please join our newsletter. Um, links are in the bio. Have an amazing day, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh my gosh, everyone. I hope you took a lot of nuggets. Well, maybe not nuggets away from Ron, but um, it is so fun. I don't know if you've built a relationship like that over Facebook over the last couple of years, but honestly, Ron and I have been friends and it's so cool that we actually were able to meet each other and, and spend time to uh, like our families together. Um, it's just things like that, that make connecting over social media really cool. 
Um, and but the other thing was just finding out how you can enjoy riding your bike while helping out at the same time. That's what I found so fascinating. Instead of like just, I mean, it's nice to go and on a biking tour, granted, and and enjoy the location. But if you could do something like this and really serve others, wouldn't you do it? So Ron was showing me the um, the little itinerary, their pamphlet, and they do places like Nepal, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, like. Oh my God, I am so in because Costa Rica has been on my bucket list. And if I can go there without having to pay, I'm in. I'll do a little bit of work to, to raise money for a good cause and go and spend some time helping people while riding and seeing the countryside. So guys, I hope that this podcast episode with Ron inspired you to do something amazing this summer, this year, go and support. If you're in the United States, the full, um, or like international, I guess the Fuller center for housing. And I guess you can go check out, um, habitats for humanities in Canada. I know that they do international, um, housing projects as well and get yourself traveling for free and helping people with that have an amazing day guys i absolutely love you i hope you are enjoying your summer so far and we'll see you on the next podcast Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.